is Rebecca from the Arab Generation. Um, you're listening to Mascapades Podcast. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. That's right. You've almost made it. You are halfway through the work week and on your way to the weekend. It is Wednesday, and you know what today means. Hump Day rumors and news. I want to thank you again for downloading and streaming our show, the Mousecapades podcast. Like I like to say, the number one podcast entertains the space between your ears. This is episode 340, and we'll be giving you the latest Disney news and rumors, as Nick said. But before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. Right now, they have a blog up about the changes at the Caribbean Beach. Check it out. Yeah, it's titled, Just Released, New Dining Locations at Disney Caribbean, or Caribbean, however you want to say it. Beach Club, and I believe there are two changes, and we will talk about that later on in our new segment. But first, Vicki, I want to talk about something that's kind of been on my, my chest lately. The last few weeks, I've been getting back into running. I've been running every single day, trying to get into shape, a little bit better shape than, than what I am now. I, you know, I used to run in Disney marathons quite a bit. I uh, gave that up a handful of years ago, and now getting back into running. And I've been listening to a lot of Disney podcasts. And the more I listen to them, the more I say to myself or I find myself thinking while I'm running, you know, I wonder if we sound like some of these Disney podcasts that are out there. Not that I'm bashing all the other Disney podcasts or or podcasters for for any means, but I hope we come across homey, you know, more of a family uh, environment or atmosphere. You know, I listen to some of these other podcasts and it's like some of them come across like they're privileged well they're privileged to have information that they're sharing with everyone or the over exaggerated excitement and the laughs and things like that like everything's so exaggerated and they laugh about everything and I don't know you listen to some other Disney podcasts as well I typically don't but since I've been running I have been just to see what other Disney podcasts sound like I definitely think we have the family feel. Okay, do we? I, so my, my feel, my... We bicker like my brother and I do, so I figure... My fear is, though, that we come across like, do we sound privileged? Like, we have this information that we're keeping it and we got it out of a secret vault and we're we're like, you know, gonna say it, you know, tell our listeners all about it, you know, and yay is us. and Or, you know, do we come across like, come across like we're too overly excited about everything all the time? Or I've also listened to podcasts where... People sound like this when they talk. 
I don't, you know, and I've also heard where they sound like the whole radio voice, you know, you're listening to, you know, like, do we, for real, do we sound like I this? I, like- I want our listeners to chime in, you know, 407-674-0414, please, I'm asking for your reviews, because now that I'm actually listening to some other Disney podcasts, and I, and I hate to admit, I'm just now really listening to them, I, do we sound like this? I don't think so, and the only reason is... I'm me when I'm on here and you're you. The way that they hear us on here is how we were just, we were just goofing around before we started recording. And I don't think it's any different than when we were okay. having a regular, it's like me and you having lunch and talking. Again, to me, I, I don't want to sound negative. I'm right. not trying to be negative. negative. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. But it had me concerned. I, I want to know. I want that feedback because I don't think we get enough feedback. And, you know, in the last few episodes, I've been asking for feedback on iTunes, podcast, whatever it may be that right. you listen to our podcast on, we really, really value your feedback. I want it. Right. I want to know how we sound. How do we, you know, do we come across like we're we're privileged, privileged individuals and we're giving you this information? You know, a lot of people do and it really bugs me. It, it was really grinding. It grinds my gears as I run and I listen to some of these podcasts and it's stuff that you just get off online. Right. You know, and when we're excited, Nick. It, we're truly excited. I mean, people can talk to us at work, and they know they're they're always saying, "You guys get so excited when you talk about Disney." Well, but yeah. it's exaggerated. No, like some of the other podcasts. I think that, that I we just—that's okay. us. We're we're being true to ourselves. At least that's my opinion. And some podcasts I've come across where they're condescending, like to the listeners. Oh, I hope, like, yeah, to, I don't want to come across and that to way. each other as well to you know the hosts, and it just comes across very fake. And so, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, do we sound like all the other Disney podcasts that are out there? I surely hope not. We have a few people that that text us after every episode. Yes, we do. We have. I mean, we're we really do. good and about I, listeners. I absolutely love. Yes. The, the and response I'm, and I'm going to talk about one first off. In oh, my, you are? And, yeah, today. Okay. But um, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Listeners, tell us what you're thinking, because we have. You know, several that message us all the time, or we have people that listen that work with us and tell us their thoughts. That I know is not the same as you know texting us, but I think in person is just so as good. What episode are we up to? What would we say this was? Three hundred, three forty, three hundred forty. Yes, and almost about twenty of those episodes got deleted. So basically, really sixty almost. So really, we're at what we would be at three three sixty or three fifty nine. Three fifty nine right. is where we would be. I guess if we haven't gotten any responses, where you know, oh, you guys. Are awful, or you know what I'm saying? We right. really haven't gotten that, but I'm welcome to anyone's opinion. Right, right. Constructive criticism is worth gold in in, in my career. Field. And we and we do take it into consideration, and we listen to what you guys say and answer your questions. And so I hope. I mean, it, that's my hope. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. We're beating real quick. a dead hurt we're, horse here. Nick. We really are. I just wanted to bring it up. You know, like I said, running, listening to other podcasts. I'm like, oh geez, I hope we don't sound like this. I have to ask our listeners. So yeah, moving on, let though. Us know. Moving on. I want to talk about this story first, and it, it involves a death. There was a body found inside a burned vehicle near Walt Disney World's Fantasia Gardens miniature golf course. I saw this. This is this is scary, and there are no conclusions. Like the the report isn't wrapped up. Orange County Sheriff's deputies responded to a car fire, and I just said, near the Fantasia Gardens miniature golf course early on Saturday morning this past weekend and discovered a, a body in the vehicle only after they had put the fire out. So they, right. they didn't know it was, they didn't know there was a body in there, put the fire out. The call came at 4, 11 a.m. And it just, it, how freaky is that? You don't even see, I guess with the flames and the smoke, you probably wouldn't. But after you put the fire out to, to know and to have that understanding that there was a body inside that vehicle... 
So you wonder. Right. So how long was this car burning before the first responders got there? Or if the first responders, they probably look for that type of stuff, you'd think. Yeah, they'll, they'll I wonder if some of them question themselves, man, if I would have really tried to get in that car, would I have found someone you know, barely hanging on to life that we could have saved? Right. That was my initial instinct was to put my shoes in there, you know, put myself in their shoes. Those types of questions I would be asking myself after I put out a fire. Right. How scary. And and then the stories that have been similar to this in the past, obviously not at Disney World, but the person was killed first, then put in a car and fire. I'm not saying that's what this one is, but then you've also heard about someone that wanted to take their own life, got in the car, gassed it all up, lit it on fire, and intentionally did that to themselves. So, so whatever it is, we yeah, don't know. The fire marshal right. and the sheriff's office are currently still investigating. And no other details are available, but I'm sure they will be released. Right. So last week when we talked about on the episode, I think actually it was in my history, we were talking about Goodyear sponsoring the People Mover, and you're like, that. It, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so our good friend Lee and Collie looked it up for us, and he was letting us know that the People Mover train does not really have a motor. The motors are on the track, and so... I know it sounds like a joke, but about every nine feet, you actually do pass over a genuine Goodyear tire. And the tires turn against the bottom of the vehicle, and they propel it forward. So I wonder how many tires are under, like just one or four? Is it six? Like That's something I could investigate for a you. Lot of like, how wide is this tire? Yeah. Well, he sent us a picture. Obviously, we can't show it on the audio, but uh, it was really interesting. And then the other thing he was telling, because then when it changed from the people mover to the rocket rods... It was only open from 1998 to 2000, and um, he said that he actually got to ride the ride twice, but it kept breaking down constantly, and the increased speed of that vehicle on the People Mover track, which was originally made for the People Mover, it caused the cracks, uh, caused cracks, and eventually the track was going to fall, so it was not safe for people to ride any longer, and All so right. they had to get rid of it. And one more thing that he updated us on is we were talking about Richard Nixon, or you actually talked about a little bit, Richard Nixon always being at Disneyland. And he was reminding us that if people did not know this, he gave his I am not a crook speech in the Walt Disney World Contemporary Hotel. Yes. I had mentioned that another time. Yes. But I don't know if all of our listeners were listening at that point. So that was interesting. And thanks, Lee, for updating me on your Disneyland facts. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Really do appreciate it. And like you were saying earlier, he's one of our loyal listeners that right. constantly uh, responds back into the show. And we love the, the engagement. Yes. The interaction. At Absolutely this point, he's it. become Mousecapade family. He really has. And I think he may be he's sending us something. And I'm going to guess. He's sending us something? Yeah. Didn't you see the text? Oh, yeah. I gave him your address. Were you impressed? I saw that. I knew your address. You in did. My I, was head. Sh- I was shocked. How did you remember that? Because two times I had to program it into my GPS when you guys moved. So I'm thinking, I'm really hoping it's like a Bears shirt from his high school. A bear shirt from yeah. high school. You're taking a guess? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking gonna a guess. It's going to say, I'm in on the back? I, no, I don't know. It'd be really cool to have one of his high school shirts. They have a pretty cool from logo. California, yeah. yeah. They do some cool stuff there. Delicious details released for 2018 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. And I know we talked about this last week. Again, you're rubbing it in. The party? That's your going. I haven't mentioned that I'm going. You're going there. No, I was not going there, but I can't wait to go (laughs) now that you mention it. How many days? Do you know? 52, I believe. Something like that. Okay. So I know we talked about the treats last week. I finally got to see all the cool pictures on them and everything, and they look absolutely amazing. 
even better than I had already envisioned. They have plenty of treats. They have the Hitchhiking Ghost Dessert, which is going to be available at Aloha Isle. Vicky, I don't have a picture of that one for you, but I do have pictures of others that I would like to show you. The Pumpkin Cheesecake, for our listeners, we're going to be out there. You can find that at the Main Street Bakery. That's topped with like chocolate uh, Mickey pumpkin and gluten-free, it says, friendly pumpkin cheesecake, by the way. Little glaze. Here's a picture. Check this out. I know you're looking at it, Vixter. It's the mini witch brownie at Casey's Corner. That's a brownie? No, those are nachos. Those are the Hades <laughs> nachos over at Pecos Bill tail end. I was like, wow, oh those gosh. brownies look a little that's, bit like yeah, that's not a brownie. Cauliflower. Those, those are nachos. <laughs> I love Pecos Bill. Yeah. I love the like Tex-Mex spice food that they have down right. out there. Surprisingly enough, I wanted to eat their last trip and Aaron did not. Go figure. That is surprising, but anyway. I, I know that you don't like to have tummy issues either, so I'm surprised that you want to eat there on Making vacation. me sound like a wuss. All right, no, let's see here. This is really cool. The worms and dirt. This is just your typical, you know, Oreo cookie spread mousse with, with worms and stuff, but... It's Disney. It behind. comes with a tombstone. How cool is that? And is every tombstone different? Or do Probably they stay the not. same? I, I don't know. I can barely read this one. It says, laid to rest. Uh, need my glasses? No morning, please, at his request. Farewell. I almost did need your glasses for that one. <laughs> but you can find that also at the Pecos Bill Tale. Go ahead and go ahead. Tall tail in. Go ahead and go in there and, and snag that. The worms and the dirt. Pretty cool. Did we talk about this one, though, last time? The warm caramel stuffed pretzel? No, I think I would remember that. I'm, I'm a big pretzel girl. I love Me too. And some cinnamon donuts. That you can purchase. That's over at the Golden Oak Outpost. So do the Those cinnamon donuts yummy. come with caramel dipping sauce? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they do. Like the churros over there in the Mexican Pavilion. Yes. A zero waffle sundae over at the Sleepy Hollow. A zero waffle. Did I say Hollow? Is that what I said? Hollow? I meant hollow. No, but we could get you some speech anyway. class for that. Stop it. <laughs> I, I know someone that knows someone. <laughs> that knows someone. Right. There you go. That looks pretty cool. With some waffles and ice cream over there at Sleepy Hollow. That's awesome. Jack Skellington Cake Push Pop. We did talk about this yes, one. Yes, we did. But I did, we didn't see what it looked Look at like. That picture is amazing. It's clear. So if you've ever had a real Push Pop, people, it's clear on the outside. Like, I actually have Push Pops in the freezer right now with orange sherbet in them. Wait a minute. And you're not sharing it? Are you I'll kidding let you have me? one in a minute. Oh, my gosh. got to go, go ahead and grab okay, one. Okay. Well, anyways, it doesn't look like that, though. Anyway, it's clear and you can see through it. And it's like chocolate ice cream, chocolate, ice cream, and then Jack sitting on the top. Well, I don't, I wouldn't want to eat this if I bought it. Okay, but I'm pretty sure it would go bad before like, you got it no, Like, freeze dry it, dry it, you know, freeze dry it. You're going to bring a freeze dry machine with awesome. you? awesome. You're hilarious. Are and you? in my opinion, one of the probably boring treats, Madame Leota dessert at the Liberty Square Market, it looks like it's like just a cookie or something like that. Let me see. You know. Oh, is it a shortbread cookie? But it's, it's got van- the gray stuff vanilla- on top. It's a vanilla tart shell is what it says, filled with toasted marshmallow. It's a pastry. It might be really tasty. You just I'm don't sure know. it is, but it just doesn't look as exciting as, your, as everything else, As your right? jack push-up. Yeah, the jack push-up uh, pop there. The Oogie Boogie at Gaston's Tavern. That it kinda, looks a lot like the dirt. It really does look like a lot like the dirt. Only the should, Oogie Boogie is sticking out of it. That's really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Sticking out of the little jar there. They're really doing a lot with the Oogie Boogie because he has a popcorn. The Maleficent dessert. And you can get that at Storybook Treats. And that's basically just your chocolate-covered waffle cone with ice cream and two horns coming out the side. It's pretty. But these are all really neat. These are very artistic and... That's Disney. You know, they really thought outside the box on, on these treats. On They make you not cool. want to eat them, though. Candy corn ice cream. I do want to try that out. Do you really? Yes. Brad loves candy corn. 
Let's see here. You can find that over there at the Auntie uh, Gravity's Galactic Goodies. Uh, let's see. A smash burger over at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. Let's see what's in there. Does it have tater tots in it? It looks like it does. It's uh, served on a black bun with tots and that's monster cheese. And then, yeah, sriracha. Yeah, sriracha sauce. Yeah, sriracha sauce on that on There that are burger. people that This just keeps going on buildings. and on. So just like the candy corn ice cream, you can get a candy corn milkshake as well. At oh, the milkshake. Same, the same place. Not so poison apple cupcake, Main Street Bakery. This, these just keep going on. A Hawaiian cinnamon roll. Or Hawaiian, I'm thinking of. Polynesian. Polynesian. Excuse me, the Hawaiian cinnamon roll over at Main Street Bakery. It's as the well. Halloween. Yeah, that's it. He's that's, in Hawaiian again. again. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking. Polyn- I'm thinking. You of really want to be in Ohana? We know the truth. The Halloween. Let's try that again. Cinnamon roll at the Main Street Bakery. Just wanted to. Highlight those treats that they're serving there at the Mickey's so I Not So Scary Halloween. Every single one of them, and send us a picture. That is a lot of money. I, I better get myself on the Disney dining plan, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I know we mentioned them last week, Vicky, and I'm not one to bring up food. You know this. Our listeners know this, but I did want to bring it up because I think we just kind of scratched the surface on them last time. And I don't oh, yeah. know if we actually lo- told the listeners where they're located. I can't no, remember. So we didn't. There you go. All right, so we were talking about the Michael Jackson lawsuit that was being against Disney because they put out a show about Michael Jackson Jackson using clips. I'm going to get myself a push pop. Okay, seriously. So here's the deal. Disney said that they think that Michael Jackson's family is being a little overzealous about the copyright. Ironically, Nick, if you remember right, Disney just filed a suit that was similar to the suit that uh, they're filing against Michael or Michael Jackson's filing against them. They filed a suit against the company in New York that was using characters that look like Disney but were not being named like Disney. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. And this this lawsuit is very interesting. So don't you think that's hilarious, Nick, that now they were wanting to sue this company just last week. But they're saying that Michael Jackson's, whoever is representing Michael Jackson, is being a little overzealous about their copyright. Right. You know, I think Disney has proven through the years that they may be a little, just a tad bit overzealous over infringement and copyrights. Right. It's got me scratching my head. That's all I got to say. But when I did pick up the ice cream, you know, I I, I, I saw that you had Oreo ice cream bars yes. in there, Vicky. <laughs> So I put aside the push pop and got myself an Oreo. It tastes great. It tastes, it reminds me of the Mickey Mouse head. It's the closest I'm going to get to it. So Disney's response to these claims is this case is about the right of free speech under the First Amendment, the doctrine of fair use under the Copyright Act, and the ability of news organizations to use limited excerpts. Wait, 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 wait. You can use their own, Disney's own verbiage against them. That's what they're saying in this article. I didn't see the article. No, I know, but I'm saying... Disney's setting themselves up to fail. Exactly. They're saying, don't do as I say, not as I do. And so this is not over yet. There, There's going to be some more stuff. That's that's basically what the article was about. How could they say one week this and then another week this? Unless they have some people paid off, I don't think Disney's going to win this one. Yeah, I, mm, I wouldn't fight against Michael Jackson. They got a lot of money. I know who has even more. Yeah, Disney. Disney does have money, but I... I think that they're just using, they're going to get their words used. Like How many said. billion did they just spend? Like 74 billion? I don't know. Almost all of it in cash? They're crazy. That's all I I'm think saying. They, I think they have more than the Jackson estate. La La Land songwriters share details of collaboration for the live action. Do you know what I'm going to say? Nope. Throw uh, it at me. There's a lot of live action. I thought you'd I know. Coming up. Is it, is it the one with Mulan? 
Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. Okay. So this With is a Will person. Smith. Will Smith's going to be in it. So this is a personal one for me because the songwriters Ben Pasek and Justin Paul received the ultimate dream come true when they were told they were going to partner with Alan Minkin this week and they're going to be writing music for the Aladdin movie. But what listeners probably don't know, I think I may have talked about this on a recent show. I'm not sure. But Justin Paul is our pediatrician's grandson. And uh, he is like, it's our kid's pediatrician, but it was my brother and my pediatrician as a child too. And he has been able to go to the Tonys and the Oscars with him and where, where he won for Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen and La La Land. And so now he's with Disney. So that's really neat. What they really need to do, Disney that is, and Alan Menken needs to be a huge uh, instrumental piece in this. The three songs that have been left on Disney's cutting room floor when it comes to Howard Ashman's three songs that never made it to the cartoon or Broadway. They need to put plug those in as a tribute to Howard Ashman in this live action film. Well, I know there are three songs we've not heard before in there because I read that in the article. But I was really excited because... In this article? Yeah, the article Oh, they even talk about it. Okay. I don't know if they were Howard Ashman's. They said there are three new songs. They're Howard Ashman's. That we've not And one of them was one of his favorites that was near and dear to him and and he wrote with a lot of emotion and we've talked about that in our past episode. Right. But I was just super excited because you just have to meet Dr. Lothar. He, you would never know. He's as old as he is and he's just so compassionate and loving and He's so excited for his grandson to be making all this great stuff. And now he's also connected with Disney. So I had to root for them for sure. That's really neat. Vixter, this next article I have, and you can also find this over at waltexpress.com as well. They have these blogs up. You're giving me the lip right now. And, and, a, per, and a character that has this lip is Sebastian. I already gave it away. So you can, you can pretty much guess what Vicky's doing to me right now because I think she wanted to bring this one up. Oh, no, I saw it on your notes. Walt Disney World shares details for new restaurants at Caribbean Beach Resort. When the updates to the old Port Royal are complete a few months from now, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort will have two new dining locations, including Sebastian's Bistro. What a cool, what a cool name. It's much better than, I think it was Shutters. Yes, it was. It used to be called replacing, Shutters. Replacing Shutters. Yes. The former uh, table service restaurant. Correct. Sebastian's Bistro, though, listeners, will be located right on the waterfront. The menu will feature flavors of both Latin and Caribbean or Caribbean cuisine, and the staff will offer, it says, warm island hospitality. I, I, I so wish I that they would have Sebastian. Yeah, I wish they had Sebastian come in How there. How would you do that? A big, huge Sebastian that's like waddling yeah. around like Jabba the Hutt? Like, how would you do that? I, I guess it know. could be one of the legs. One of the, Your legs could be the two legs. Two of the eight. As the others drag. Or whatever. As the others drag behind you or something. They did a great job in the musical, uh, The Little Mermaid, with making this. You Sebastian. could connect them all, though, and make yeah. them all move at the same time. Well, his time. arm was connected okay. to the thing, and so they would move when his arms moved. He had... He had uh, Come he over come? to your table. How was your food, man? Yes. <laughs> How was everything tonight? Come over here. I have a song for you. Yeah. <laughs> or they could... Bring some of the creatures that, like they have in the ride at Magic Kingdom and have them play music in the middle. And then he wouldn't have to move. Kids acting up. He's like, I know. You give these kids a nudge, they swim all over. <laughs> yeah, That's my you. horrible Sebastian accent. <laughs> it's okay. But thanks to our boy, Howard Ashman, the reason why Sebastian's speaking of. That's right. As his accent is because exactly. of that man right yes. there. Let's so I had reported on... Oh, oh. Yeah, what's up? Are you finished? I well, wasn't there another one? There was another uh, dining facility there that is? Okay. that is changing. There don't, are two. Don't let me interrupt you. 
by the way, Sebastian's Bistro is going to, their decor is going to echo a tropical beachfront. The Disneyland Resort, we talked about this and how the plans were on hold. Well, it's indefinitely on hold now. The Four Diamond Hotel used to be part of the Downtown Disney dispute, but it, now it's a dispute with the Anaheim City Council. And they said, the, or the Los Angeles Times said, excuse me, that the city of Anaheim is stating that the bed tax rebate that was awarded to the hotel would not apply to Disneyland's current plans. So originally that that hotel was going to be built at an alternate location, 1401 Disneyland Way, before it started facing challenges with their Eastern Gateway that was relocated to the site of 1601. And you, these numbers may mean something to you. I've never been there. So it was supposed to be 1401 was their alternate. They were going to relocate it to 1601. And now there's more problems. So earlier this summer, a number of the businesses in in that part of the resort shuttered to make way for a hotel, including the Earl of Sandwich, Rainforest Cafe, AMC Theaters, and others. And then in a letter from the Anaheim City Attorney, Disneyland Resort Chief Counsel, David Onco, said that the city's decision has put 1,500 Hundred construction jobs and a thousand permanent positions at risk, along with an estimated $25 million in revenue that the hotel is expected to add to the city's general fund. But the city right now is stalling it. So, hmm. doesn't sound good, right? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. It sounds like somebody didn't check something out before they started the process. If the plans move forward, it will feature 700 guest rooms, a monorail stop, and a number of amenities consistent with the Four Diamond Resort. Temporary bus stops at Hollywood Studios farther from entrance than you expect, Vicki. Guests visiting Disney's Hollywood Studios in the near future who plan on arriving at the theme park via Walt Disney World buses or the transportation should be aware of the temporary drop and pickup area. So this is why you should... Oh, it says pickup area. I was even going to say maybe Uber it, but it says drop off pickup area and the bus stops. Oh my gosh. So this is a... So that whole area, the pickup area, the old drop off pickup areas, right. all that stuff's under refurbishment. So they've pushed everything back, Vicky. And so it's farther away from the park. Oh my gosh, up to a half a mile away from the park for the buses. From someone staying at, here's an example, Disney's Pop Century Resort, which was assigned that day bus stop one, it took them over 20 minutes to even reach the entrance of the park. Stink, I hope that's fixed by the time I get there. It is so far away that about halfway, Disney has set up a cool bus, a cooling station, where you can actually get on a bus that's parked. To sit and wait. Yes, and then go back to whatever bus stop you need to go to. Yeah, no, they should be having a trolley taking them back and forth or something. How crazy is that? Oh, yeah, get on this bus, cool off, then you can go to your bus station. You can sweat back up there. So I hope they have both doors. I hope the AC is blasting and they have the doors open at least because could you imagine if there's only one way on, one way off, and everybody trying to get on that cool bus? Yeah, I know. They're going to be... They're going to be rubbing up against each other. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to not smell So nice. up to a half a mile away. That is nuts. There was a picture I saw online of the Tower of Terror. Right. And you could barely see it over the skyline. It was crazy. And all in the whole location, by the way, the, the mile, the half a mile leading up to the bus stations right. and even at the bus stations, no covers. It is the Florida sun, the Florida heat pounding straight down on it. Yeah, that's not good because... Uh, a lot of times when it's raining, we use the covers to get underneath from the, the rain. The trams, the trams should be taken. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, to and from. If it's if it's up to a half a mile. And I'm surprised they haven't said something because elderly people, there's a lot of elderly right. people. Right. I mean, obviously, we're younger, we could walk it. But elderly people, I mean, they could well, Shoot, I wouldn't want to walk that. That's a half a mile well, no, more I, I can want, walk in the park. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to walk it either. But legitimately, it's not medically safe. 
We right. definitely need to do something. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure as the week goes on, as another week passes, you know, they're going to be constantly changing that whole movement. So here's some more controversy for you, Nick. I love. I know how you love some good controversy. So Disney is going to allow edgy content now that they've done this Fox deal. Did you see this this week? Okay, go go on. So this family-friendly business has now bought this non-family-friendly biz- content business. A lot of the shows that Fox airs are not Disney-worthy. And so... Well, let's, let's, let's face it. Even some of the stuff that you see on, like, the Disney Channel now for the kiddos, you know... There are some things on there that I that I don't mind my kid watching, but there are some also some other things on there where you know, I necessarily wouldn't want my kid to act like that at that age. Well, no, and that's for sure. But they're talking about shows like Deadpool. Oh, so yeah, we was, yeah, I've been talking about that with Aaron. So Deadpool, what makes it funny is you have this superhero that's really not so superhero esque, right? With the way he portrays himself, he's not your typical superhero. So with a movie like that, what do you do? And I think that's the reason why it does make so much money. So this is causing a lot of controversy in the media because they want to know what Bob Iger is going to allow. And is he going to now allow this, what was Walt, family friendly? Is he going to let this trash into the system that, you know, if Walt isn't frozen, he's going to roll over in his grave? Well, it all, that all started with the takeover of Katzenberg and, or Eisenberg and, uh, oh, who was the other guy? Eisenberg and... I can't think of it now. I know what nah, you're talking I'm about. I'm going to look it up. You keep going. But, you know, when Eisenberg took over... You know, or was it Katzenberg and Eisner? No, Katzenberg yes. and Eisner. I was blending my two. There you go. You made one yeah. person. Katzenberg and Eisner. When they took over, that's when we started seeing the Hollywood takeover of Disney. So it, this and is. I gonna, think this is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Hollywood takeover, and this is going to be interesting because with them purchasing Fox, it's not going to have the clean cut. Which is why they took away Disney. It stopped being ABC Family, and they went to Freeform. And Freeform is now going to be a part of Hulu, which they also have a portion of the thing that they just purchased. Interesting. So a tragic incident. A 61-year-old man died overnight after he slipped and fell into a vat of oil, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say that two workers were emptying oil and grease byproduct from a semi-truck into a vat at Reedy Creek Energy Facility off Western Way near Cass Connection and Property Control. So, you know, Disney does a great job of recycling everything and I, and this is what was taking place according to two officials or according to officials excuse me another worker attempted to rescue the victim from the vat but was unsuccess- unsuccessful at the man as the man excuse me in the vat became overwhelmed by the fumes the Reedy Creek Fire Department recovered the victim's body. He has not been identified. Uh, grease is grease. I'm telling yeah, you, it's a mess. It's a mess, and it's scary. My brother Jim, when he worked at Mickey D's when he was a teenager, just dropped a big bucket of grease that he was recycling on his legs and his feet. He had third degree burns instantly. I remember it was disgusting. You know, at the hospitals they had to put him in pool, you know, of water. Right. And he was in there for a long period of time, but grease eats through your skin. Right. Like acid, instant. And this is a very sad case, that 61-year-old uh, individual passing away. That's awful. So this is something that I think you will like, Nick, and that is an evening with the Disney legends. So you have talked about this many times, how the Epcot was not really supposed to be a theme park. It was 
originally supposed to be a community that housed families and businesses for people to explore. Right. Sort of like we had these individual, um, like Wing Haven out here. Exactly. What do you call those communities? I don't, An I don't exclusive know. exclusive community where they have their own grocery stores and retail yeah, shops. Yeah, we have Newtown. Right. So that's kind of the common thing now across the United States. No, this place was built, what, 20, 15, 20 years ago? Yes. Anyway, but you're really starting to see that around the nation. Epcot was supposed to be that way. Correct. And it was supposed to be in a glass dome. So some guys got together and they're making a documentary called Walt Disney Master of Dreamers. And so this October, director Tony Cortese is going to be holding an evening with Disney legends. And it's an event. It's going to be in Anaheim, California. And it'll include a panel discussion between Bob Gurr, Raleigh Crump, Jeff Barnes, Sam Genaway, and Garner Halt. And the men are going to talk about the journey that Walt Disney from 64 to 65 when he was in the New York's World's Fair through the opening of Epcot and Walt Disney's, I'm sorry, unique leadership style and his Imagineers, just everything about him up until he died in 1966. And so the evening of the Disney Legends is going to be held on Saturday, October 13th. And it's going to be from 5 until 10 o'clock at night. You're specifically talking about Epcot as well? Yes. Like our, yes. That's been the majority of the talk? Yes. That's a big part of it. There's a big part of it because that was such an important thing. That was supposed him. to be like a Jetsons. If you th- remember right. the cartoon, the Jetsons. No, right. That was supposed to be the type that type of community. And if you're when you're going through on People Mover, you get to see the little miniature well, scale of it. Speaking of it, the People Mover was supposed to be the mode of transportation for everyone to get to work and around town. You just hopped on a People Mover. You would park your car right. in a parking garage, and the People Mover would be running continuously. That'd be right and that at would Red take Valley. You I know I'd never we'd never get to work that would take you to work to the grocery store or whatever it may be and you just got onto a people move pretty so, cool um, people can buy tickets to that they can also pay extra to do have a VIP meet and greet so they can meet some of these original Disney yeah. pay- people few but, far and in between and all you can eat buffet and a cash bar is going to be there but what a cool thing I hope that someone's going to uh, air this it doesn't say that I'm sure it'll be on YouTube but uh, yeah I'm sure someone's gonna periscope it Facebook Live it. It'll be on Instagram Live. It'll be somewhere. But it's going to be, I think, awesome to, to have the people that know him, knew Walt and knew about him and his ideas. Got a question for you, Vixter and listeners. Have you checked your phone lately? Have for? you checked your phone for the update to the My Disney Experience app? Oh, it, it happened last week. Okay. Yes. So now you don't have to have the Shops Park app anymore. Oh, it's They have on incorporated there? that into the My Disney Experience app. So I can delete that off and save some space on my phone? In theory, yes, you could. I wonder, I haven't gone back to check to see if the old app is still up and running. I'm sure it still is. I'm sure it is. I don't know. I haven't checked. But now you can find it inside your My Disney Experience app, which is great. They really need to start streamlining that app and consolidating. Also, Disney, if you're listening, make East Coast and West Coast on the same app. Just saying. Just saying. And that's the last uh, article I have, by the way, Vixter. So, Walt Disney World annual pass holders. This will make you happy, Nick, because you're always saying you feel like they need more for what they put they into They get jammed it. all the time. Tell so, me they're getting something good happening to them. Yeah, during this 2018 Epcot Food and Wine Festival, they're of course going to get their complimentary magnets. They have to pick it up from the chocolate experience from the bean bar at in Epcot, obviously. And they're limited to one per yeah, pass get, holder. Get per, one, one per pa, one pass holder. Right. Pass. In addition to that, they are going to be able... Anybody who visits during the wine festival four times 
can receive a free cutting board. It's pretty cool too. It has the Mickey head, you know what it, the um, pass holder theme with the Mickey head and it says yes. Disney pass holder. It's a pretty nice like There's oak. a cutting board? Mm-hmm. You get that if you've done that. It's also limited to one per pass holder while the supplies while last. While they last because they often run out of that stuff. If you're I not know. there to get them right off the bat. Right. And that's what stinks too for some of these pass holders that can't get down there till later on. Yep. They go down there they don't have it's already them. gone. It's gone, you know. Then every Thursday, or excuse me, on select Thursdays, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is going to let them enjoy early access for shopping events. So that'll be something from 8 to uh, 9 a.m. They'll be able to get in early and get to buy the newest stuff before everybody else gets in there. Uh, what else? They're going to have a craving cocktail festi- during the festival for them to get mimosas. And uh, their Thank You Thursdays, are, there's three of them in the in the wine festival, August 30th, September 20th. So one of them's next Thursday and then October the 18th. Also, Nick, I know you talked about last week that Eat the Beat. They have AP seating for annual pass holders for Eat the Beat that you were talking about last all week right. with all those yes. Smash Mouth and all those famous people that you were talking about. So uh, that sounds pretty exciting. I know it's not a ton, but it is a lot more for the annual pass holders like you've been asking for. So you're signaling at me. That's the only. That's the last article you have. It's all good, Vixter, because I think it's about that time anyway. So Vicky. Why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. August 22nd, 1987, a milestone in the building of... Sad year, by the way. Sorry, I know I'm cutting you off right off the bat. That was the year that our beloved Cardinals became the Arizona Cardinals, by the way. Oh, the football team. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. My bad, listeners. No, you're fine. August 22nd, 1987, a milestone in the building of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa takes place. That was when the resort's 10,150-pound cupola is hoisted into place on top of the building. And I had to look at the building again because I was trying to picture what a couple it was, but now I know. And what does it look like? It's that it looks like it needs to be an Aladdin. It's the little, yeah, like a tower that they have on the top of Grand Floridian. The little thing things was, they have on. Oh, geez, they're in Russia. The on their castles. Yeah, what are they called? I have no. What's the couple? No, what's the one there in Moscow? It's. Oh I my don't gosh, know. I can't believe I'm drawing a. Never blank, been to Moscow. Man. Sorry. It'll come to me, and I'll shout it out right in the middle. Can you imagine if that thing fell 10,000 pounds? Whoa. August 23rd, 2004, Marceline, Missouri honors the memory of Walt Disney with a ceremony renaming the Marceline Post Office as the Walt Disney Post Office. And I do remember that from our tour, Nick, but I temporarily forgot it until uh, I was reading that article. August 24th, 1978. Nick, I don't usually try to pick sad stuff, but this guy had an important part in history. Trumpeteer, band leader, singer, and composer Louis Prima was passed away on that day, and he was known for his memorable contributions. Do you know what part of the Jungle Book he was? You got me. He no, was... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who was this guy? Louis Prima. And right. he was... Mem- he had a lot of contributions to the Jungle Book. Okay. Do you with, know what he did? his music. Yep. Uh, King Louis? He was and King this, Louis. Yes. And so his voice was, you know, just distinct, and you knew when you heard him sing outside of the Jungle Book that it was him, and he passed I was away. I deep in my knowledge. Here. I'm sorry, but you, you know Jungle Book because you like that one a lot. August 25th, 1952, Walt and Lillian Disney, their daughters Sharon and Diane and Lillian's niece Marjorie Sewell Bowers leave Europe sailing from Naples, Italy. They aboard the Independence. They've been on holiday since July the 6th when they first arrived in England and they will arrive in New York on Wednesday, September 3rd. And Walt will be back in Burbank office September 9th 
day after Labor Day. I'm going to take a two-month vacation. What date was that? August 25th, 1952. 1952. When did Dumbo come out? I believe it was the same time. Let's see here. Dumbo release. Uh, At least it was right after. No, not the movie, people. We want the cartoons. (laughs) Really? Has it come to this, Google? Has it come to this? They don't read our minds. I don't know why. Dumbo cartoon, I guess. Animated film. 52. So. That's when my mom was born. Dumbo released in 41. I could have sworn I heard a story that Roy made Walt go on vacation during that time. Maybe. So it wasn't the European trip. Maybe it was the southern trip he took down to Mexico. Maybe. South America. Okay. Never mind. Because I was going to say his brother made him go take a trip and his whole family so he could get away and the animators can do what they do best and work without Walt around. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. August 26, 2016, the Port of San Diego's 2016-17 cruise season begins on this day with the arrival of the Disney Wonder at the B Street cruise ship terminal. The 2,700-passenger Disney Wonder boarded guests for a 14-night voyage to the Panama Canal to Port Canaveral, Florida, which stops in Cabo San Lucas, Port of Vallarta, Cantarnia, Colombia, and Cozumel, Mexico. I apologize for my murdering of the city. You did a better job than I could have. Just saying. And August 27th, 1964, Disney's live action animated film, Mary Poppins, premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theater. And you can see a remake of that. Or even some of the pictures are pulled from the actual event on the movie Saving Mr. Banks. And August 28th, 2008, I believe this is the last one for this week, and it is. During a parade down Main Street in Disneyland, Disney honored two employees because they had been recognized as local heroes. One of the men, Robert Alvera, uh, an ager and a painter at the Disneyland paint shop, and Juan Morales, a server at Hook's Point, both called heroes because they saved the lives of two different men. Men, Robert Alvera risked his life by pulling a man from the wreckage of an overturned semi. And Juan Morales talked a man out of trying to jump off an overpass on the Garden Grove Freeway. So I just always like, if I find a story like that, I like to highlight that Disney tries to honor servicemen and just local heroes and policemen they're very good about that i feel like thanks for that history segment vixter listeners as always thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears like we said earlier we do want your feedback we want to know what you think of us we want to know what you think of our show if you have any ideas questions or comments always text us at 407 Six seven four zero four one four. Email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our social media, Instagram. Go ahead and plug in mousecapades underscore Nick. Facebook is going to be the mousecapades podcast. Make sure you put that the in front of it, mousecapades. And if you're a Twitter follower, you're going to go ahead and follow us, mousecapades pod. Remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. We hope you'll join us for Friday's show as we talk to our good friend Andrew in Kansas City about his recent trip. Cannot wait to Disneyland. To Disneyland. Nick, I heard a rumor about that trip. He drove there. Dun, he, dun, dun. I think he did. We're gonna we're going to ask him. We're gonna confirm. And there are some photos that he I'm has gonna... a mysterious man behind him in a lot of the pictures, and I have to ask him about this individual. So listeners, don't forget you wanna listen to that episode that comes out this Friday. We're gonna be discussing 
a trip review, sitting down with one of our loyal listeners as well. He hasn't been on our show since, I think, about a year and a half ago, Vicky Last came April, on yeah. talked about his trip to Walt Disney World. He's going to be talking about his Walt Disneyland trip this time. So, listeners, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.